Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode here of Uncommon Real Estate with Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Today we're going to discuss, uh, we, we've kind of been going through Chris's earlier career. You know, we did our pilot upside and we talked about Chris the agent. Today we're going to talk about Chris moving from, from agent to coach, some of the lessons learned uh, that he had, some of the, you know, some of the good experiences, the learning opportunities that he had. And so, hey Chris, excited to be on again with you today and to learn more about your journey and the things that you've been through here. Um, so wh where should we begin? What, what are your thoughts? Well, I'll tell you, I, I think the biggest key here is like going from doing a bunch of production on your own to starting to build a team out. And, and you see this over and over again. A lot of times people don't realize that, I mean, honestly, you know, as I've gotten to know people, most teams aren't profitable because they're spending so much of their time uh, doing things that they shouldn't be doing or growing the team with people that, that honestly, they probably shouldn't be growing the team with. But again, a lot of times we don't know what we don't know. And so I look back to when we started and we grew really fast because we had some really good people. But then Jim Collins, he has the book, Good to Great. And then he has a second book, How the Mighty Fall. And he talks about great companies, um, you know, a handful of things that, that cause things to fall apart. And one of them, he says, is the hubris born of success. And frankly, I think all of us have been there before, uh, you know, where, where you are, get successful in a certain area and then you just, you just start thinking everything you touch is going to turn to gold. You think you've got the Midas touch and then you bring in people, you bring in stuff and it just doesn't work the way it was working at first. And so that's what happened with our team. And I think a lot of people talk about that. Uh, I, I remember Ben Kenny, who I, I, I really like a lot. He, he was sharing um, how that happened with him and his team where all of a sudden you bring on um, just a massive amount of people and then you only do a couple more deals with each of the people. And so that was kind of what happened there. And it took so much of our time and it, it took us from growing massively to growing minimally. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I think in the last episode, you, you kind of alluded to this a little bit, right? So your, your first year, you, you know, you went from zero to just under 30 million in one year. Right. And my assumption is, 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 is you're doing most of that production, right? Um, and then you had a couple other, you know, at a couple of people and you jumped from uh, just under 30 to just over 40 in your second year. Right. right. And then, uh, and then, and I think you said in the last episode, it was that, that third year where you kind of just saw a small bump it, right. and that's, that's kind of what we're talking about right here. Right. Added like 10 agents and maybe 3 million to the bottom line, which when you look at it, uh, you know, just, it, it's not worth your time. If I would have just spent that time, I was working with, with the agents that we brought on, um, working to just, you know, do my own production, I would have been so much more profitable and the team would have grown so much more. But again, it's, it's choosing the right people. I, I remember hearing uh, a mentor of mine say, it's, it's, it's really hard to be a great leader um, of marginal people. And what, what do I mean by that? I, I don't mean to, you know, talk bad about certain people. But what I, I do mean is, is if you don't have the, those, those traits, and we'll talk about this in, in the next episode, but if we don't have those traits where we're going to look for people that are happy, hungry, humble, and smart, 
if you if they're not those things, it is almost impossible. You're just, I mean, you're just throwing your, your time away because they can't be great if they're not happy, hungry, humble, and smart. It just doesn't work. Yeah, and I think that's an important thing because, you know, we're not necessarily what I hear. You're not attacking a person's, uh, you know, character, their persona or them as a person necessarily. What you're saying is they don't have necessarily the right qualities for this position, for this job, right? Exactly, exactly. That's that's 100% um, the right thing. And, you know, and most of the time, honestly, if they're not doing, you know, a decent amount of deals, uh, it's, it's not, when you look at happy, hungry, humble, and smart, it usually goes to hungry. It means that they're just not hungry because bottom line is, it, you know, if somebody wants to win, they're going to find a way to, to be at least marginally successful. They're going to just not stop working. I, I mean, honestly, at the beginning, you can outwork like very little deals, you know, you can, you can get to a marginal amount of deals just by working harder. And, and that's honestly one of the big, big pieces is, is if you're not doing 30 deals, you probably need to put in more time. Dude, talking about setting a bar, right? So, uh, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, one of the, one of the faults with leadership is not setting the bar high enough. Right. And uh, you know, and this is one of the things that I've always learned as I've gone through leadership, have a doctorate in leadership and all these things It's where we set the bar out. That's what people aim for. Right. So, you know, most agents here, if you're not doing 30 deals, you're probably not working hard enough. Um, you know, like <laughs> I'm just imagining the person sitting in the car, right. Riding uh, to their next appointment, listening to this right here. And you know, a lot of us are with you a lot, you know, a lot of people are in that space, but the thing is, is, is that, you know, the possibilities are there, right? So, you know, shoot for the stars, land on the moon sort of thing. And, uh, you know, so, so Chris, tell us, um, you know, what does it mean then? Because I'm interested in hearing about the happy, the, um, humble and the smart as well, but you're, you're, you're putting the prioritization right here on hungry. So what does it look like to be hungry? Uh, you know, cause obviously I'm not just going to wake up in the morning and go, man, I'm hungry, right? What, what do I do when I'm hungry? <coughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I know, uh, I know we're going to go through these four in the next episode. Um, but let's just, just look at hungry. Hungry is, is somebody that just, I mean, honestly, you rip open their chest and they've got a heart of a lion. They just, they do not want to lose. They're not willing to lose when they're just thinking about winning all the time. Uh, I heard uh, a number, you know, somebody interviewing a, a number of these uh, top athletes across the across the country. I don't even remember the interview right now. I wish I could pull it right now. But they were saying that, uh, that a lot of these guys, when you, when you ask them, they, they hate to lose more than they love to win. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, man, hating to lose more than you love to win. What is that? What is that like? And I started thinking, I'm like, I love to win. But man, when I lose, it irks me. Jeff, I know you were like, you know, a stud wrestler for a long time. I mean, What's worse than, you know, looking up at the lights, you know, I mean, winning or looking up at the lights, what is the, uh, what's the thing you're thinking about? I, I don't know. How about you? When you were, when you were wrestling, Jeff, what was, uh, what was it like to you? Do you love to win or hate to lose more? Well, I think you can answer this way, right? So I was, I was talking with my brother on the phone a couple, uh, actually, I think it was last wrestling season. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, just our careers a little bit, reliving the glory days. And the funny thing is, is we really rarely remember the matches that we won. It's the matches that we lost that we still to this day grit our teeth about, right? It's like you can still lose sleep knowing that, you know, you were ahead. You know, I'm, I'm wrestling, you know, this guy that ended up being a college national champion. I'm beating him like four to one with 20 seconds left. I make a mistake and I lose five to four, right? Like I never get that moment back. And I think that kind of goes into it, right? It's, it, you know, like you said, everyone loves to win, but few of us hate to lose to the point where we're going to do everything in our power not to let it happen. 
And this is a slight side note, but I think it fits really well. Um, there's a book called The Art of Learning, which I thought was really good. The, the movie uh, Searching for Bobby Fischer about a uh, world champion chess player. Uh, and then he also, so he became a world champion chess, uh, chess master, grandmaster, whatever it is. Um, and then went into, in Tai Chi, you know, there's a, uh, the competitive piece called Push Hands. And uh, he, he ended up becoming a world champion at that as well. So he became a world champion at two totally different things. One, a, a physical activity and two, um, you know, chess, just totally mental activity. And one of the things he said was, if you didn't make the same mistake twice. If you learn from the mistake and never made it again, you could be world-class at anything you did within a matter of months. And I, mean, I want to say it again because it's something I've thought about so many times. If you don't make the same mistake twice, you can be world-class at whatever it is you do within a matter of months. And so think about this, Jeff. Think about whenever you got turned around, you know, reversed, you know, in wrestling. Think about every time somebody did a move on you that that, you know, they got you, if you learn from that and that move never, ever, ever happened again because you saw it coming, how good would you have been as a wrestler? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the key. I think that's the key of any wrestler that you, any, any wrestler or any athlete that, that's at an elite level of success or, or a higher level of success, right, is you have to pay attention to the details. And it's not, and you have to do two things. You have to, it's, it's kind of like mental gymnastics because in one realm, you cannot accept failure. You cannot accept mistakes, but at the same time, you have to give yourself um, a level of grace to push through those, right? Because there's one or two things happen. If I'm, a, if I'm afraid of failure, then I'm never going to try, right? I'm never going to let it cut loose. I'm never just going to go for it, right? So it's not so much about being afraid of failure. It's, it's a, it's an absolute, um, unwillingness to accept anything except for success, right? And so it's that, that doesn't mean that failure never comes, but it means that we push through failure to, to this level of satisfactory or, uh, or uh, mastering whatever that thing is that we're not good at, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's the whole thing is like, when something happens, do you evaluate it? And again, this is, this is, you know, as, as we're talking about coaching people and business, this is the whole thing is when you evaluate it, you'll figure it out. And so what I've done is I've evaluated so many agents that I've seen succeed and so many agents I've seen fail. And honestly, if they're doing less than 30 deals, there are so many things that you could do differently. But, but what I, I see it as is you've got the ax, right? And all you have to do, you're going to take down that 30 deal tree by just, just hitting that tree enough times. But if you are hitting that tree, just activity, because again, it's activity and skill, right? If you're hitting that tree enough times, it's going to come down. You'll get your 30 deals if you work hard enough. But as you're doing it, if you're listening to podcasts like this one and, and other people just studying greatness, studying um, what it is to be uncommon, to be unlike everybody else, unlike the herd, you're going to sharpen that ax and it's going to get easier and easier to take it down. Less swings will take down the same tree. So with that said, you know, it's all in, in being excellent and being uncommon and in accomplishing that goal where you are elite in this business um, is all about activity and then skill. Are you working hard enough? And then what are you doing to get better at what you're working at? And so there's a story that I love to share. And this is one of my, my favorite stories. Um, last year, when we leveled up like crazy, um, one of the things I decided was, I'm gonna use more time with uh, the people that are producing at a higher level. And so there was a girl on our team. I said, girl, she's a woman on our team who she's a little bit older and she came to me and she's like, Chris, I used to get leads 
and I used to, you used to spend a lot more time with me. Why, why don't you spend as much time with me? And why don't I get leads anymore? I said to her, I said, well, we talked about this, right? I said, what are the, what are the goals on our team? What are the rules on our team? You know, because it's, it's uh, what we are willing to accept is kind of what we're willing to accept. Right. And so even though we can have standards, but if we don't hold people accountable to those standards, then our standards are what, you know, what we're willing to hold people accountable to. And so uh, again, you know, rise to the level of your goals or fall to the level of your training. So she came to me and said that, and I was like, well, you know what the rules are. What What is it? How many contacts a day do you need to have? And we differentiate one ways versus two ways. So one way is a call and a two way is, is a conversation. So I say, how many contacts a day do you need to have? And she says, well, you know, minimum 10, but we're supposed to have 20 and actually be better to have 30. I was like, yep, exactly. So 20, 20 a day. I said, how many contacts did you have uh, yesterday? And she said, four. I said, how about the day before? Three. How about the day before? Three. And I said to her, Okay, so you're not you're not living up to that there. I think. Um, how about education? Um, you know, how much how much personal education are you you doing? And for me, I, I personally put in a minimum of an hour a day of personal education at least five days a week, but usually six. And I said, how much education? She's like, well, I did the team team huddle that was half an hour. And I was like, no, we know we, we don't talk about the team huddle. That's not personal education. And I was like, so how how much education other than team huddle yesterday did you do? And she said, I didn't do any. I was like, what about the day before? I didn't do any. What about the day before? I didn't do any. And I was like, how many open houses are we supposed to do? And she said, we're supposed to do two a month minimum, but four is better. And I said, yes. And, and just so you guys know, um, it doesn't mean you're doing one every weekend. You can do four open houses on a sat on a Sunday for one hour open houses. There's no law that says an open house has to be four hours, right? So you can do four one hour open houses on one Sunday and be done for the month. Um, but I said, how many open houses have you done? She's like, I haven't done any in the last month. And so then I said, okay, you know, I care about you. You know, I want success for you, but you're telling me right now that you're not even willing to invest in yourself. And you're asking me to invest my time in you. And you're asking me in our area, it costs about $150 a lead. And you're asking me to give you leads that are worth about $150 when you're not willing to invest in yourself. And she said, okay, Chris, so what do you want me to do? And I, I got a lot. I was like, I think you just told me what you know I want you to do. And she said, okay, okay. Uh, when can we talk again? I said, 60 days, do these things and let's talk again. And in, in the 60 days, she put seven under contract. That's what she did the whole year before. Seven under contract in that 60 days. And literally every day she told me, she was telling me she was getting another under contract. She was getting people done. Like, like it was just, it was getting crazy um, that she was getting stuff signed and under contract and all the, all the different pieces there very quickly because she hit it. So that is kind of the story. And, and so I'll, uh, I'll run through our, uh, you know, our, our total number here in just a second. But um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the main thing when we look at activity and skill. And, and I think that we see it here. It's not rocket science in this business. It's actually just doing it doing what you know you need to do. And the last thing I'll say is when I was getting my doctorate in leadership, um, one of the things when I, when I was getting certified as a life coach, one of the things that uh, they said was um, when you're life coaching, they said, you know what? 99% of people know what they need to do. You just need to push them to actually act on it. hundred percent, hundred percent. And, you know, I, I, I'll say this because this is one of the main things I say as a wrestling coach um, to, to all my wrestlers is I don't care how good you are. I care how good you're becoming and that's only, that's strictly a result of your effort. 
right? Because yeah. you can have, you can be the best agent in the world today. And if you don't ever, if you don't do any more personal development, if you don't do any more lead gen, if you, you know, if you, if you lay off the pedal, you're not going to be one of the best agents in a year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years, right? Uh, same thing, you know, on the, on the flip side of that, you can be the worst agent in the world. But if you, if you're doing your personal development, if you're making your calls, you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing in a year in two years and five years and 10 years, you're going to trump that agent every single day right? It, it doesn't matter how good you are right now. So if you're jumping on the phones, you're doing your lead gen, you're, you're, you're making videos, you're doing whatever it is that, you, that you're doing. It, it doesn't matter how good you are at the moment. It matters how good you're becoming. That's only due to your effort, right? So I think there's a video that you talk about, something about just doing it. What was that video again, Chris? Oh my gosh. It's the best video on the planet. It's called Just Do It by Art Williams. It's a cheesy video from the 80s. It's 18 minutes long, but man, it is the best video ever. I'll tell you what, it was life-changing for me. Life-changing for me. You know, you get into it and he's just like, you know, he goes through all the excuses. He's like, well, I used to be really good at what I did. You know, why, why do I need to work so hard? He's like, you really got to do it, you know, but houses aren't selling. Do it anyway. Sell it anyway. You know, I mean, I'm just telling you, just all the excuses, everything out there. And if you fight for your limiting beliefs, you know what you get, Jeff? You know what you get, right? Absolutely. You get to keep them. <laughs> you know, you got to keep them. They're yours. You can have them. But but that's the whole thing is like we can fight for them or we can can go. So anyway, I know we're, we're right, winding down. So let me just jump in real quick. I'll just give you the... Uh, our, our rules, our recipe for success with Redux. So here, here it is. You have to have a minimum of 250 people in your database where you know their name, their phone number, their email address, and their home address. And preferably, if you can get their birthdays, that would be awesome. So you can send them, send them stuff. And honestly, if you work your database well, if you talk to them, um, and I'll share this, you should be able to get to about 10%, which means 25 deals just by working, um, by working your database. So 250 people in your database. Five days a week, you need to have 22-way conversations. 20 conversations, so 100 conversations a week. Two ways, not one ways, two ways, where you're actually talking to somebody. Minimum of half an hour of education, script practice, and role play. And this is on top of whatever your team or your office or whatever else does. You need to be doing this on your, your own. And this was something that I learned a few years ago. My wife said to me, she's like, Chris, does your team understand the price you pay for education? Because I know you're teaching them all the time. She's like, do they understand? She's like, I've never, I've never met anybody that is so disciplined about you know education and growing because your business will grow to the extent you grow. So if your business is plateauing, it means you're plateauing. So at minimum half an hour a day of education. I do somewhere between you know an hour or sometimes oftentimes you know about two. Um, minimum two open houses a month. You can do those both on a, on one Sunday if you want, but I think you should get to four. And if you do it really, really well and you really work the open houses, you should be able to, to get about a deal, at least a deal from uh, every four open houses you do, which will get you a deal every other month. Or if you do four a month, you should get a deal a month just from open houses. That's 12 deals a year. Um, every single person in your database, all 250 people need to be on, on e-alerts or reverse e-alerts. So a reverse e-alert is when somebody is in there, um, you know, you, you, you send their neighborhood so that anytime something goes uh, active in their neighborhood, they're, uh, they're getting notified by you so that they can see the pictures, see what the prices are, all that's going on in their neighborhood. Um, or if they're about, if they're going to be buying sometime or selling sometime, they're on a drip campaign where they're getting emails, um, keeping them in the loop with it. Um, next, uh, every, every of the 250 people in your database, um, up to four, minimum four, once a quarter, everybody should get a call from you and preferably inviting them to an event 
and hopefully it's, it's up to eight. So we like to do one big event and then a, uh, like an investor uh, seminar or something like that uh, once a quarter. So that gives our agents eight times uh, they can talk to their people a year offering value, offering to give them something, not ask for something. And there, there is a law of reciprocity. I'll put that out there. The more you give to people, the more they want to give back. You know, just think about Christmas presents. We've all been given a present before and all of a sudden you don't have one back and you're like, oh no, the universe is out of balance right now. I got to give them something back. I got I to gotta do something here. And that's the cool thing is when you give more than you, you expect to receive, then people are gonna, they're gonna want to give to you. They're gonna want to be generous to you. It's just, it's just a thing. And so I found to, to just give as much as you can and it just serves you well. It's so good. And then the last piece is, if, you know, if you're not on a team, make sure you got some sort of 32 touch program and, and the calls are part of it. But having a, a monthly email, like a bi-monthly email that goes out, you know, oftentimes once a week, twice a week, or sorry, once a week, twice a month, something like that. Um, you know, just figure out what you want to do for yourself. But don't get into the whole thing. Oh, it's spam. Nobody wants to hear from it. That's that's limiting beliefs. And again, you can keep it if you want it. But uh, yeah, that's that's it. So that's that's the Redux uh, success principles. And uh, this is what we'll do. This is what we do. And if you follow this, you'll win. Awesome. Hey, Chris, are we going to have this on PDF so we can put this in the show notes and uh, and get this out to people? Yeah, absolutely. We can we can definitely put that out there and uh, and let people know. And I think it's I think it's like you know think about college football. What do, what do they say to college football players? Um, you know, you, we've all seen the documentaries and everything. They say what? Follow the system. Trust the process. Trust the process. Follow the system, and that's that's just it. You know, just just do it, do it, and do it again. Absolutely awesome. Hey, is there is there a takeaway? Something that give, give us an assignment. What's one thing that we can do today once we're done with this, done listening to this uh, episode here? What, what's one thing we can do today to, to be one percent better tomorrow? Depends on where you are. If you are doing less than thirty deals, I would say make sure you're you're talking to at least twenty people a day. And if you're not, if you're already talking to twenty people a day and you're not doing uh, thirty deals and you're you've been in the business longer than a year, because honestly, part of it is you know just you know, this is time on task. You know, I'll, I'll give this, this last little piece here. Rate times time equals distance, right? And so rate, like how fast you're working, how much you're working, how much you're putting into it times time. So you can, you, you'll get your distance in a lot shorter time if your rate is higher, right? So sorry for the higher math, everybody. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, rate times time equals distance. So if you've been in less than a year or even 18 months, um, just depends on how long it's taking you to pick it up. Just talk to more people and think of an airplane. The hardest the airplane engine works is at takeoff, right? You, you hear that at takeoff. Ooh, the, the engine's like, you know, take off and it goes crazy. And then once they're in the air at, at, at cruising, cruising altitude, it doesn't have to work that hard and they dial it back and you're still going about the same speed, right? Because the, the plane is, is already in the air, but getting up, getting takeoff is the hardest part. So that's, that's what I would say there talk to more people. And I, and I think that's probably the majority of people is they just need to talk to more people. Awesome. So regardless of where you're at, even in the midst of the situation, I know this episode is going to be dropping here this week, I believe, uh, during the coronavirus situation. Hey, there, there's no, there's literally no excuse not to talk to 30 people uh, during this corona situation because everybody's home. Everyone's, you know, they're posting on social media how bored they are. Uh, they're trying to escape their kids. So go out, you know, make 30 contacts a day and uh, go get what's yours. Boom. All right. Hey guys, uh, again, I hope this episode was good for you. Uh, again, Uncommon Real Estate, If you, wherever you're listening to this ad, whether on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever else, if you'd go leave us a note, uh, drop a comment, give us a review, 
a rating and then uh, hit the subscribe button. That would be super awesome for us. Again, as we said, the, uh, the PDF will be in the show notes so you can follow up on our system and process. As Chris said, trust the system, trust the process. We'll get there. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 